the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. What a crazy year. It couldn't get crazier. Ah, Jobs report important today. President Trump getting the COVID-19 diagnosis, which is more important. It seems to me that what the COVID diagnosis means is more long-term implications for how slow the economy is going to recover. A second wave is about to hit as it's hitting Europe. Why won't it hit the United States? Maybe lockdowns again? I don't want to say that out loud. I don't feel good about it. But that's kind of what the action is from Wall Street is showing us. Wall Street's a great discounting mechanism. And for oil to continually just, it, it can't hold 40. Um, you don't want oil too cheap. There's a lot of reasons you don't want oil too cheap. Primarily supply and demand, absolutely. If we don't have demand, the price weakens. The Saudis have oil taps that can turn on and off. Russia has oil taps that can turn on and off. They want to make X amount of dollars. But when oil prices drop, they'll flood the market. Because they still want to bring home that net and not necessarily the profit that they were looking for. But they want to bring home the net revenues. I get it. But that's showing me weakness in the in the world economies. You could see it today in the action on oil prices, but you could also see it in the way travel stocks, travel and leisure stocks, aren't really participating correctly. The Dow is down just 148 points now. At one point in time, it was down 470. When I heard last night that President Trump tested positive, I started running through all the scenarios that I could. Um, the, the basics that I could come up with is it's going to be really tough for him to do a lot of campaigning in the last four weeks until the election. And he's a guy who likes to get out there and campaign. It's a great way for him to raise money. Then he spends the money on TV ads. TV ads seem to be the way to win swing states. So that brings up the question about a democratic sweep. Wow. A lot of what the president was running on was that COVID was going to go away, that we're a couple weeks away from it going away. And that may still be very true. Um, Pfizer's CEO sent an email to his employees yesterday that said, we were going to move at the speed of science, not the speed of politics. So I think the best numbers that I've seen, and I'm relying on others, are that we're not going to be vaccine supplied fully 
until May of 2021. So even if we come up with a vaccine, we won't be able to manufacture enough doses of it fast enough. Something with vaccines, it's not like what they're doing is they're throwing in a little bit of milk, add some sugar, stir it together, and you've got your medicine. A lot of vaccines have to, you have to grow the virus. You have to like grow components of it in a lab. And we just don't have the speed to get it out there as fast as we will want to. So not being a Debbie Downer, but I do feel that President Trump getting COVID is very symbolic of a second wave coming. He's managed not to get it up to this point. Boris Johnson got it, was had no symptoms for 10 days. And then on day 11, he was in a hospital on it, uh, being intubated. Uh, when they put the tube down your throat, that's never good. I hear you wake up and you instantly want to get that tube out of your throat. Um, and that's not, <laughs> that's no good. So he was close to death. Doctors in London, you know, were prepared to give the death uh, announcement and have, you know, the UK go a completely different direction. I don't think we're going to get there, but Trump doesn't fit a good profile. He's over 70 and he's clinically obese. And I think we all think he's a little bit more than he says he is. So, whew, wow. But Wall Street's not with me. Wall Street doesn't see that as a heavy story today. The unemployment rate falling to 7.9%, we're, we're excited by. The idea that a second wave is likely coming, symbolically speaking, with the president getting it, it has to get legislators legislating. Um, say that fast seven times in a row. Lanky legislators legislating. I know you're saying, why did you use the word lanky in there? But today we're starting to see some losers that would be affected by COVID having a second wave. Carnival at Norwegian Cruise Lines, American Airlines, and United all weaker. This is a stark reality that we are potentially going into a second wave. This highlights it in a way that I think will focus attention back on the virus and the effects that it will have. When we started thinking about last night the ramifications of Trump not being able to campaign and raise money, maybe the polls will stay where they are, and maybe he doesn't win re-election. Maybe, and this is where you start getting into ifs and buts, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party we'd have. So that brings in the question, should you be owning Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook, of which there is a congressional group that's getting ready to release a report on, are these tech companies too big? So there's going to be some negative news coming down the road for tech stocks. And if then you get a Democratic sweep in the elections, you'd probably get higher taxes and more regulation. I'm just throwing it out there for you. I'm not, I'm not changing the thing I'm doing yet. Um, I tend to move very, very slowly. The sell-off in oil prices is intensified today as Trump's coronavirus news adds to the industry demands concerns. $37 a barrel, we want it somewhere between 40 and 60. 40 is getting weak, 60 is getting hot. We've recovered 12 million of the 22 million jobs that we lost. So slightly more than half, right? If my, I'm doing my math correctly. 
that's not heavily dramatic in any way, shape, or form. But there's a story there. Um, what else do we have to hit on? Tesla had pretty good number on deliveries. Tesla got, listen to this one. This one's an interesting little, like, ah, I see how it's working. Tesla not added again to the S&P 500. A couple weeks ago, the stock rallied on thought that they were going to be added. But this month, uh, in is coming a company called Pool, P-O-O-L. Ticker symbol P-O-O-L. Out is going E-Trade. Morgan Stanley's buying them. So Pool, guess what they make? Pools. <laughs> Their stock's up 55% year to date. They're a COVID play. Pools might be the only thing hotter right now than electric cars. Poor Elon Musk. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. <clears throat> I wish I lived in Hawaii. Is that the understatement of the day? Listen to this. A $500 restaurant card is being mailed to unemployed people in Hawaii that can be used on food orders. Woohoo! Including alcohol and tip? That's an innovative Chamber of Commerce. The Hawaii Chamber of Commerce is giving out $500 gift cards for unemployed Hawaii residents to use at restaurants as a way to help boost the state economy. That sounds so good right now, doesn't it? Go with me there. Speaking about going with me to Hawaii, something pretty hilarious happened this week. Uh, I got done with radio, and I see my spouse, and she goes, who are you going to Spain with? She said, and I go, what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, she, she shows me her phone, and I texted her that we're going to Spain. I said, you want to go to Spain? And I said, I didn't send you that text. Look at my phone. I didn't send it. And it, it turns out her voice activated somehow, and she sent it to herself. So she must have been listening to a conference call about something about Spain. But I almost got into trouble for something I didn't do. I find that hilarious. But it's also a reminder, you got to be careful with technology. Got to be careful with what you're putting up and putting out there. Um, anyhow, Chamber of Commerce in Hawaii letting some additional relief go around. I like that. That's the kind of stimulus that I can get behind uh, because it, it affects real people, the unemployed and restaurants. So what sort of stimulus do you want? Do you want road improvements? Do you want money given away to everyone? I don't know. Tesla inches near annual goal with their deliveries. Tesla delivered a record number of cars worldwide in the third quarter, smashing analyst estimates and maintaining its dominance in electric vehicle sales. The Palo Alto, California-based company delivered 139,000 cars. That's a record. Um, that's Model S and Model X. Um, don't do much of that heavy lifting. The heavy lifting is the Model 3 and the Y. I'm not crazy about those names, but 
you'll find out. You'll figure it out however you want. Tesla didn't say whether it still expects to deliver at least 500,000 vehicles this year, which would be a 36% gain over 2019. That's the numbers that you're that you should look at. It helps you understand Tesla. Does that justify the gain in the stock? No. The gain has been much, much higher. What what tries to justify the gain in the stock is not the deliveries they're doing now, but the deliveries they could be doing in the future as California bans gas vehicles in 2035. Whoa. I still don't know how that's going to play out. Tesla may find it challenging to ramp production in the fourth quarter to the level needed to hit 500,000 vehicles for the deer. One analyst who has an equivalent of a neutral rating on stock um, said, you know, last month, the battery day event um, didn't really do much for the stock. So it's all about deliveries right now. But it's strong showing, and I like seeing it. That's a good enough story for me. Um, again, the reality of Trump getting COVID probably really starts to hit home. We're closing out the year, and we're going to start looking to next year for better economic conditions. It feels to me like 2021 is going to be a post-pandemic year, but not a pre-pandemic year. And what I mean by that, clearly the pandemic 2020 is rough on GDP. It's rough all around. But the post-pandemic, I don't think we're going to have enough jobs to really drive the stock market without more stimulus um, or vaccine. And the vaccine won't have the numbers available. And then you're still seeing some situations where parents are saying they won't vaccinate their children. One in three parents say they won't vaccinate their children. So it's going to be I. I still see some barriers to getting things back to open. Uh, do I think the Super Bowl will be full of fans? I don't. Do I think the 2022 Super Bowl will be? Yes, yes, yes. Um, but that's kind of how the numbers are playing out. Trump is experiencing mild symptoms after the coronavirus diagnosis. That that news came hours after the president disclosed over Twitter that he and First Lady Melania Trump had tested positive. White House is saying he's in good spirits. Dr. Scott Gottlieb said if Trump is symptomatic, he's going to have to quarantine longer. Again, for those of us who don't have family members who've had COVID, we don't know really what's going on. Trump is 74 years old and he's overweight in the categories of high risk. So it's going to be an interesting march to the election. It's going to be, an, I, is there going to be any more debates? I don't think so. Uh, if he's quarantining for two more weeks, that, that gives time for maybe one more debate. And that first debate was a mess. Did not pull it off as well as they wanted to. Walmart's selling their UK grocery arm Asda for $8.7 billion. Walmart will benefit from this. That is a big chunk of change. Uh, will they give it to their shareholders in a dividend? Will they buy more logistics? Will they compete better with Amazon? Um, it's essentially like an IPO. 
it's it's a lot of money that's coming to their business plan. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested in more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. The Trump diagnosis on COVID-19 wipes out half of the most important resource that his campaign has. Whoa. What's that, you ask? Time. We're four weeks away from an election, and he's going to have to shut down for two weeks. Republican donors are freaking out. There's some big donors at his golf course uh, yesterday that he met with. So they're all calling his office and saying, whoa, 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 what do you mean you got COVID? (laughs) Oh, that can't be any fun. GOP donors are freaking out after coming close to Trump at fundraiser hours before his positive COVID-19 test. 30 to 50 Republican donors met with him at his golf course. They say everyone stayed six feet away. I guess we might learn, you know, to six feet. Is that the magic number? I don't know. Uh, masks, I don't know. <laughs> Air conditioning, I don't know. Um, the House has passed a $2.2 trillion Democratic coronavirus stimulus bill. It's not going to, that's not going to be the final version, right? Uh, but they're basically trying to line up and say, we've got this done. But that's not going to be the one that gets through the Senate. So, and then they're going to have to reconcile and figure things out. Nancy Pelosi is in the news today, obviously. She's saying President Donald Trump's coronavirus diagnosis could change the dynamic of talks towards a stimulus deal. Pelosi is engaged in last-ditch talks with Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin as they try to strike an agreement before the 2020 election and before Congress goes on break next Friday, I believe. I could be wrong on that, but I think they got about seven days to figure this one out. Or they'll figure it out and they all fly back or something like that. But this changes the dynamic. It's been a months-long tug-of-war on how much money to inject in the pandemic relief. Pelosi has repeatedly argued that the GOP does not understand the gravity of the outbreak. She and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin are hundreds of billions of dollars apart on a price tag during last-ditch talks toward an aid agreement. But she says, I'm optimistic, and maybe this will change the tone out of the White House. So... $2.2 trillion, I'm not going to lie to you, it would help the economy. I think you know that. Um, How do we get it? Do we write ourselves a check, essentially, which is one of the craziest things countries can do? Um, You have the ability to print money, print money. But then you weaken the value of that dollar and you you strengthen the value of things like gold because we can't print more gold. The Dow Industrials was down 1.470 points today. I saw it go as low as 100. So right in the thick of things, it was down less than 1%. So the Trump coronavirus diagnosis, not as dramatic as some people would think. Um, Again, I think it hurts most his campaign because in theory, a lot of his staffers have been exposed to him. And in theory, they'll be quarantining 
instead of out politicking. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's not a lot of stories out there other than that today. Uh, we see weak oil. That's accelerated with Trump's diagnosis on the expectation that the economies are going to grow slower. The world economies are going to grow slower. The U.S. economy recaptured uh, 661,000 jobs the first Friday of the month. That was going to be the drama of the day. And then Trump kind of made it the drama of the day about the COVID diagnosis. The unemployment rate, 7.9%. That's high. It's not as high as we were at 15%. But it's not as low as the 35 to 4% unemployment rate that we had pre-pandemic. Now, again, if you go back to the Great Recession in 2009 and 2010, our unemployment rate got to 10%. And it was really, really tough on millennials. There was a lot of stories back then about millennials having to move back home. Um, this one, it got worse. And so we're back essentially to where we were at the height of the Great Recession. We're at 7.9. At the height of the Great Recession, we were at 10, 11, 12%. Um, so we're getting there, but I think a lot of people are starting to get frustrated and they're, they're not even looking for jobs anymore. And there's still 10 million plus people that don't have a job that had a job this time last year. Um, let's say the average person makes $50,000 a year and you can do that 10 million times 50,000. You'll come up with a big number and you'll go, Oh, I get it now. That does hurt the economy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Probably the greatest quote I've seen in a while. I, I'm, I like quotes, okay? When you come up with something genius, it just sounds so good to say it again and again and again. Um, shares of uh, Pfizer, they're down slightly today. And again, you probably wouldn't have thought that because – Healthcare would be more of an issue if Democrats win control. Healthcare should be more of an issue because the president's sick. Um, but the CEO of Pfizer, Albert Borla, he told employees that development for its COVID-19 vaccine would move at the speed of science rather than due to political pressure. Speed of science. I don't know. I like that for some reason. Um, he's not. He's. They're in phase three trials. But he doesn't want to mess this up. Pfizer stock is down 7.2% for the year. Again, not exactly intuitive, is it? But fewer people are seeing the doctors, so fewer people are getting medications. Interesting, right? Um, one of the areas that I see a lot of mess happen is in death. Financial messes that are created by death. I was reading an email from a listener who said 11 months ago, her father passed away, leaving her and her sister uh, with a trust to divide evenly. Uh, but he also had a, a separate savings account that wasn't part of the trust. And her father had put the sister's name on the account and gave her power of attorney of it. At 94 years old, he needed assistance paying his bills. That's another thing that stinks about getting old, right? It's some, that's, that's a piece of advice I can give you. Not, I'm not going to tell you about a sister stealing $100,000. That's not going to be the message here. 
it's help your parents pay, pay their bills, help your parents read their medications, help your parents read anything, any insurance. We were looking through my mom's financial statements a few years back, and um, someone called her at the old folks' home and sold her a life insurance policy. And we were wondering why it was coming out at $100 a month. It was a, it was a round figure. It was a really weird number. Um, what's this? What's this debit, mom? Explain this to us. And she cut it. She didn't remember signing out for it. So through various mechanisms at the bank, we figured out it was an insurance company. We called the bank and we yelled at them. We're like, you sold a woman an insurance policy who's 80 years old. You sold her an insurance policy, life insurance. None of her kids need her money. Like we were mad. So you're going to have to help your parents at some point in time. So back to the sister. The person who sent me the email got, I don't even know if I can use this word, gypped. Gypped out of uh, the 100,000. Um, in the past, the father was very generous to both daughters, but he left one the power of attorney to pay bills and the other one didn't. So the sister who had the power of attorney just kept the money for herself. Um, so decided not to share it, creating shock. Um, the sister who kept the money said she claimed that dad spent more money on me and my family than he did on her. Oh, that's even worse, right? So the sister like, well, we split the money evenly because dad wanted us to do that. But through the years, he gave your family more money than he gave mine. It's a very common theme in death. The one thing that I wish everyone knew about death is you should try to make it as easy as possible for the survivors. When my dad died, I had to go through all of his financial paperwork. And essentially, he knew he was going to die. He could have done all of that himself. What's pretty interesting about this story is when I was going through it, I was like, oh, look at this. There was a life insurance. He had term life, and all he had to do was sign it one more time. He was told, you will be dead in six months. He had insurance his whole life. He had this policy since he was a 20-year-old man, and all he had to do was sign it one more time. Don't let it expire. Keep paying the bill. And my mom would have got another $400,000. Again, having a financial planner is a wise decision because they can help you with all of that information. Having a financial plan, if you don't have a financial planner, is just as important. Having a document, a binder, where I could easily find uh, my dad's life insurance numbers, where I could easily see his bills, where I could easily see... Um, any financial commitments that we had to resolve. He also died with something like $60,000 in credit card debt. Huh. How is he a retired man got $60,000 in credit card debt? He always thought he was going to live longer. He thought he was going to be able to pay it down. He thought he was going to be able to pay it off. Try to help the survivors. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. 
October is considered a scary month on Wall Street. Spooky season, so to speak. Halloween's 30 days away, roughly. And before we know it, it'll be 2021. Real estate was a big winner yesterday. Energy was real weak. Low interest rates help real estate. Low interest rates tell you that there's no inflation. No inflation tells you the energy sector should be the weakest. Social stocks sizzled yesterday. Uh, Pinterest hit an all-time high. You know, I don't ever really follow Pinterest. I feel like I should, and yet I, I only have so much time in my day. Snap soared to its second highest close ever. Twitter hit a two-year high. Tweet, 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 tweet. Um, so social media is kind of working right now. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Justin Bieber tweeted out a picture yesterday of his Crocs in his swimming pool. And stock for Crocs jumped to a 13-year high. Crocs is one of the companies that I, I, I can't respectfully buy it. And yet I can look at it and say it makes all the sense in the world to buy it. At one point in time, Crocs were kind of famous because there are these plastic shoes that you could put like little like um, Disney characters pin them, pin them to it. You were able to decorate your shoes with your own personal styles. Maybe you want it to be patriotic one day and put you'd put American flags on it. Um, what's interesting about Crocs is it's a COVID play. People can wear them around their house pretty conveniently. You wear them to work and people would go, those are hideously ugly. That's not business attire. So it's a COVID play. It's one that you will never, ever think about. Um, in the past, Crocs has worked with Post Malone, Grateful Dead, Bad Bunny. Um, and now they've made a believer out of me that I was stupid for not buying them because what they are is plastic shoes. They're not tough to make. There's not a lot of technology in them. I would imagine they've got some pretty good patents around them, but I don't know that to be true. What's the barrier to entry in plastic shoes? Probably nothing. Playboy is going to come public again. Um, companies emerge with Mountain Crest Acquisition as the deal is expected to close early next year. Ticker symbol is going to be PLBY. Uh, there's a company that got destroyed by the internet. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, I try to have nothing that's taboo or off limits. To show you how TV works, my TV producer just wants to talk COVID today and President Trump. Not the economy. Strikes me as interesting. So, like, some people don't get the scope of business and scope of how deep it hits our lives. Intuitive surgicals in the news today. Uh, one analyst is saying year-over-year -year procedures are up about 8%. Conversations with hospitals, they expected to of surgical to meaningfully exceed expectations for procedural growth. Intuitive Surgical makes little robots that help surgeons do their, their highly precise surgeries even more preciser. You don't have to count on a doctor's hand. Little robots do that movements for him. It's a pretty cool company.
Um, but one analyst from talking with hospitals thinks that his numbers are need to go higher. Interesting, but is that convincing for you? I think long-term, it's a good story. It's a stock I would look at. Uh, always consult a broker advisor taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on this show. Um, let's see what else is big stories out there. Senator Kamala Harris tested negative for coronavirus. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she's been tested for COVID-19, still wants to reach agreement on stimulus. Uh, Steve Mnuchin's tested, and he's not. He's Treasury Secretary. He does the negotiating for the president with the uh, Nancy Pelosi. I'm sure there's other people, but you get the idea. Republican National Committee Chairperson Rhoda McDaniel tests positive for COVID-19. Uh-oh. More people who've been near Trump positive. Um, let's see. Oh, well, we're not going to let this one fall, by the way, aside. Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Senator Lindsey Graham says Supreme Court nomination hearings will move forward on October 12. So they're going to try to get that done before the election. I think this has been a fascinating election because all year it's been COVID-19. Trump didn't handle it correctly. Or did he? Uh, closing his borders. That's one thing that he he stands behind that maybe it did help. Um, I'm not here to pass judgment. That's not my goal. But the election went from all about COVID handling to Supreme Court nomination. And that seemed to play well for Trump because it reminded his base, look what I can do. I can nominate Supreme Court members and that'll affect you long term. Um, but now it's back to health care. Or is it? <laughs> According to Lindsey Graham, they're going forward with uh, Senate, um, Senate reviews. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says a virtual president debate should now be considered. <laughs> I don't know. Something about them being on stage together is a little more dramatic than uh, hiding behind a Zoom call. Uh, could you see the technology not working well? <laughs> I could. I'm Rob Black. That's going to be a Saturday Night Live skit. It has to. Talking all things financial. Oh, and Saturday Night Live returns this Saturday. That should be interesting to see what they come up with. Take a break here. I'll talk to you on Monday.